MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay as long as you like. Roasted beer, canned chicken, grilled prosciutto, wrapped asparagus. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Some people might with the asparagus thrown in there, but the roasted beer, canned chicken on the Traegers, can't wait. Got a hour and a half or so before we uh, pull the... Uh, Lunch off the, the triggers there. You can stream the original story, basketball superhero, the Peacock original movie, the story of a young LeBron and his best friends as they compete to become the number one high school basketball team in the country. Shooting stars streaming now exclusively on Peacock. All right, Seton, what do you have for us for uh, our one's poll question and uh, as we move into our two? Well, we've... <laughs> Threw up two doozies in hour one, okay. uh, one of which was, what are your feelings on asparagus, absolutely love, or pure hatred? Mm-hmm. That's 73% absolutely love. The one that's getting a bit more reaction, uh, are championship parades becoming cliche? Okay. <laughs> that's at 60-40, yes, they are cliche. Okay. However, the comment section here is <laughs> hilarious. All right. Give me some uh, some samples there. A uh, cute little show you guys have up there in New Hampshire. Does it reach us here in the West? <laughs> New Hampshire. Of course you guys find a way to talk negatively about Denver. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, why do you guys hate Denver so much? Uh, Stop. Right. Stop. <laughs> cute little show you guys have up there in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the, I'm getting a lot of pictures of the crowd size there. I'm talking about... Uh, I blame the Patriots for this. Oh, poor Nuggets fans. Oh, woe is me. Cute little show. Yeah. <laughs> Denver, That's great. The Sunshine State. Yeah. We'll match resumes, Nuggets. Mine to uh, yours. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, take that. No, yeah. Don't yeah. do that. This is not anti-Nuggets. We actually said that. Well, they're... no, they're making it anti-us. They're... Now I got to strike back. Yeah. And you know the best way to strike back is I just bring in my coach, Mick Malone. Is Brucey B going anywhere? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hey, we run this back. We run this back. Hell yeah. Come on. Get loud. Get loud. Yeah. You don't want to mess with us now, do you? Charlie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to mess with us. I said this a couple of times, and maybe you're still drunk, and that is this isn't an indictment on Denver or the Nuggets. It's a reminder of how these parades are. It's performance drinking. You know, if we're all worried about the language and kids and all of that, we weren't worried about that yesterday, were we? And we weren't worried about that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or, you know, the Golden Knights when they have their parade. It's performance drinking. That's all. 
That's just what I'm pointing out here. Yeah, Paul. It's too late. I Denver know. Post. Hair, <laughs> hairdo poo poo's Denver celebration. East Coast wacko host. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and look, I, I said, um, get off my lawn. I'm a buzzkill. Absolutely. I just, I don't know where we're going with this, with these parades, these celebrations. This was the latest reminder. If the Miami Heat had won, I would have said the same damn thing if they cared. If the Heat fans showed up and cared like Denver did. Or the players. and Maybe nothing ever happens. I'm okay with being a voice in the wilderness with this. All right? Performance drinking. And I got a little worried about that. I get a little worried about that. Tom Brady throwing the uh, Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. That has nothing to do with you, Denver. You know, Gronk, you know, maybe it was Gronk that became it became more of a party here. That's all. And it's not just, you know, this sport. It's all sports. I mean, Travis Kelsey. Hey, you know, if it's under control and people are getting rides home, then great. I'm, I'm all for that. Said that. But if, if you're not, it's selective listening here. Selective hearing. This isn't about you, Denver. You did a great job this year. We highlighted the fact that, you know, Joker was finally going to get some attention on the national stage because you had to, because you were watching the NBA Finals. I said he should have been a three-peat. Tell me where I've been anti-Nuggets. I haven't. All righty. Let's shake it off. No big deal. They're coming after me, Seton. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are sorry, Par- partially by way of me too. I didn't, I didn't help it on social media, but oh well, it's fun. Whatever. It, yeah, whatever. It's about clicks. Whatever. That's all it is. Oh, by the way, the gambling podcast yesterday. Speaking of whatever, uh, with Shay and Irving, the uh, topic of gambling. Uh, Dylan, by the way, took a futures bet on the Nuggets at plus seven hundred to win the title. There, that uh, yesterday during Dan Patrick takes a gamble podcast. We talked about, uh, we bet on Taylor Swift's next boyfriend. We have odds for Taylor Swift's next boyfriend. I can't wait for that. I didn't see me on the page, though. Well, let's see how uh, therapy goes <laughs> today with your wife. Okay. Here we go. I don't know who Dylan O'Brien is. I don't is, either. But he's got the best odds right now. He's in the Maze Runner, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Oh, he's in Teen Wolf. I know Maze Runner. Yep, he's okay. in all three of those. Okay. So Dylan O'Brien plus 400. No. Pete Davidson. That would be my pick, also value pick, plus 700. So plus embarrassing. <laughs> that dude's uglier than a homemade bowl of like Yeah, he's just got the, the secret sauce. John Mayer <laughs> back again. John Mayer back again. Jake Gyllenhaal back again. No. So uh, I said Austin Reeves. I was going with the Lakers, and uh, you know, I like my chances right now with Austin Reeves. He was not on the board, by the way, but I'm... The fact that he went to a Taylor Swift concert, I believe, in Arkansas, where they hung out, that's how the magic happens here. And poor Austin Reeves, by next year at this time, she's probably going to have written an album about him. <laughs> All of her songs. There's no lakes in Los Angeles. <laughs> but there's... Uh, looking there's, for water in a dry world. There's heartache. Uh, Michael Jordan is finalizing the sale of the Charlotte Hornets. And the league sources told ESPN on Friday. That ends his 13-year run as the owner. I wonder why. Why sell it? Uh, We don't have to show up for games anymore. I always, you know, it's one thing to have a team, but when you have to show up and sit there and watch your team the entire time, it has to be tough if you're a baseball owner. You got 81 home games and you got to sit there. Cameras on you sometimes. Um, oh man, <laughs> what's uh, what's Michael Jordan going to make here, Paulie? Michael, back in the day, paid uh, thirteen years ago, paid two hundred seventy-five million for a majority stake. So if it sells for a couple bill, mm. I think he's in line for over a billion dollars himself. Okay, well, time he, he, got he could use a break. Yeah, yeah. That poor guy. Yeah, he really needs to diversify his portfolio a yeah. bit. Well, it's a good time to liquidate. Yeah, what happens if LeBron's a better owner oh. than Michael Jordan? <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. If LeBron uh, takes over an expansion team in Las Vegas there. Yes, Todd? But that's just it. He's laughing all the way to the bank, but is that an admittance of failure that uh, they didn't do anything a lot better in his time uh, being the owner of the Hornets? That would be a bank shot. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> All right. Mr. Competitive is basically bowing out, even though he's going to get a couple billion dollars out of it. But if he's all about winning and I'm the best. Would you and, say it to his face? I would not. Okay. Then why are you saying it now? We say a lot of things that we wouldn't say to people's <laughs> face. I just get it we say a lot of things to you that we say That's to your true. face. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Paintgate, yesterday, big, big problem. Todd came in. He had run through some uh, paint that you paint the lines on the uh, roads. Uh, I guess a bucket had fallen off a truck or something. Todd went through it and had paint on uh, the left side of his car. We offered suggestions on how to get that off. Todd had waited three days, thought he could go through a <laughs> car wash. Um, what is the update? And now, oh my go God. to the for an I-Team investigation. The motto of our news team is... We don't break news. We sprain it. Let's go to the newsroom. Paulie? Dan, as the I-Team left yesterday, we actually saw the crime scene of Paintgate. Mm-hmm. This huge blotch of paint on the ground, just a, less than a mile from the studio. Todd ran through it. Now, we went out and checked on Todd's car this morning because he told us afterwards he had to leave to go deal with this when he left the building in a, in a haste yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it appears that Todd ran his car through a, uh, a solid car wash. It appears that it did almost nothing to clear up the issues. Mm-hmm. And now the car is sitting out there in the sun having the white so paint just baked. baked into its yeah. quarter panels for another day. Todd, what, what is the latest? The latest, as you are right, uh, everything is sparkly clean, but it did absolutely zero for the actual problem. After uh, Meat Friday, I'm going to a, a body shop, and uh, we'll uh, see what uh, can be done to uh, fix that. Basically. Okay. Go to a detail place. Yeah, it's, it's a body shop slash detail. Okay. I've, I've had a, I had a problem a few years ago where was, some things were dinged Oh, so up. now you're listening to us. Well, that's yesterday that's, you didn't want to listen to us. But now I'm listening. Now you are. Okay. That's the only thing you could really do. You know what point. I would do is try to find another uh, spot of paint and then run the right side okay. through it. Okay. And then you could <laughs> that, make that a has like that Mustang kind of little, look. It's like yeah, white and blue striped uniforms. Yeah, yes, Eaton. It is actually more severe of a problem even today than I thought it was yesterday because now that Todd's car has been cleaned, yeah. you can see that it's actually <laughs> speckled all up on the back of the car, too. Yeah, yeah it's bad. So there's there's a lot. I mean, it's taking it to a body shop to have somebody clean it all for you isn't the only thing you can do. You could do it yourself. Well, we tried to have him do that yesterday. But if you're not comfortable doing that, then yes. He I was guess. not going to do He was not going to do it. It's okay. All right. I actually we went you- home yesterday talking about how I was impressed with Todd's stubbornness on it. How it was just really a remarkable thing that is like no matter what anybody said, like, no, you could just do it yourself. If you just get some like goo gone and a magic eraser or, yeah. or magic, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Somebody should try that. But like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm putting it through the car wash. It's OK. And then I'm taking it to a shop. It's OK. Yeah. I'm just not confident that I no, can no, do no, a better uh, job. No, no, than a no, no. I wish you well, Todd. With. Just go ahead. I don't care. anymore. You think I could do a better job than a you could have detail? yesterday. You could have at least been proactive with it and you didn't want to do it. So you deal with it. And I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't I, Oh, it's I so could just leave it on the side of the road for someone just to take with the keys in it. Yeah, do it, Todd. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you yesterday know, you were concerned that the paint on the car meant it was totaled for yeah, some you reason. Should sell. So, I was uh, exaggerating a little bit when you guys would tell me no, that it no, could no, cost me $8,000 to fix no, the paint. Nobody said that. Go sell it. Oh, um, and all of a sudden I'm going to lose my house and kids, too, because <laughs> I got paint on my car. <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. Go sell it. <laughs> Go ahead. Have a great weekend. Sean in Ohio. Hi, Sean. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I'm fascinated by your interviewing style, especially the uh, Michael Porter Jr. call you had earlier this week. And I guess my question is, is how quickly can you tell when you have a really good interviewer or a really good interview on your hands? And on the flip side, when, when you know it's not going to be that great, how do you combat that to try to salvage it for yourself and for the audience? Well, you're just hoping to touch on something that gets them to speak. And there are times when somebody has a lot to say. Somebody you know, starts out, they have nothing to say. But I don't want to give up on a guest. We do research here. I'll look at somebody at a press conference or if they've been interviewed before by somebody. Are they, you know, somebody's going to wax poetic. Do they love telling stories? You know, because that's, I don't want to waste your time. And I always think, can I get some information here? that you're glad that you stayed tuned, stayed in your car. And, you know, he told us a good Joker story. Not everybody's going to be Charles Barkley. 
nobody's going to be Charles Barkley or Reggie Miller. But I don't give up after a couple of questions. But there are times when, you know, you go three minutes in and it's not going to work out. Then I'm doing a disservice to you. And then you just say, hey, thanks. Thanks for joining us. And then you say goodbye. But it can be challenging. You can think you have great questions. Uh, A great question doesn't necessarily bring about a great answer. Rob in Iowa joins us. Hi, Rob. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. 62220. I was at the uh, parade yesterday in Denver, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just want to say that I was a little nervous that some of those guys on the fire trucks might fall off because, I mean, there's fans chucking beers at them, and they're wobbly from drinking booze. And I was a little nervous that they might fall off. So what's going to happen when these guys get injured during one of these parades? Well, somebody did yesterday. Uh, I think a fireman got injured yesterday. Had a a severe lower leg injury, I believe. But I don't know what the details surrounding that. Once again, this is not about Denver. It's not about the Nuggets. It's about performance drinking that we have when we get to these events. You want to celebrate? You want to celebrate like there's no tomorrow. But I'm, I'm just, I want to be a voice of caution with that. Of, and maybe we can't do anything about it anymore. You know, maybe you go back to the celebrations where they were pouring champagne over everybody in the locker room. Now... It just kind of, we took that, and then we took it out into the open. We took it out to Main Street. And everybody, it feels like, now we got to top what somebody else did. Once again, Nuggets fans, Denver fans, fire away. But listen to what I'm saying, okay? I hope I'm wrong. I hope we never have to talk about something that could be really bad. Yeah, more. Golden Ice Parade coming up, I think, tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know how crazy that is. Um, do they just go up the strip and then back down and then back up and then back down? Actually, I don't want to encourage them to try to do something crazy since it is Vegas. You know, I hope they have fun. Nice fun. Good good times. Yes, Paul. I think I have more faith in hockey parades. It seems like those guys have gotten after it on a regular basis with the drinks. Well, Ovechkin. In the, in, the, in the pond? In the swing? He was in a, in, in a, a fountain, Yeah, I think. It was, it was shallow. I mean, the odds have been <laughs> it's two and a half feet tops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Darren Rebell is going to join us. Darren collects a lot of memorabilia, and he's got a story on Michael Jordan, the uh, flu shoes that went for $1.3 million. And uh, he's, he's going to give you some suggestions of what you should be collecting right now. He'll join us coming up. More phone calls as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. DanPatrick.com, you voted on Marvin's Cookout Playlist, and we do that every Friday. You voted for funk. Those The choices, funk, disco, soul, rap, and gospel. Boy, that's, that's a great lineup there. Disco finished second, then soul, rap. Is soul R&B? It is. Okay. But it was soul before it was R&B. Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. Rap and then gospel. What if you had control over your phone plan like you do over Marvin's Cookout Playlist? Well, you can. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need, and then turn on the perks when you want them. That's essentially what my plan from Verizon is. And we were just following in their footsteps to give you control over part of our show and uh, Marvin's Cookout Playlist. We will have this for next Friday as well. You'll be able to vote at danpatrick.com and what you would like Marvin to play. So take control of your phone plan with my plan from Verizon and take control of our show, at least Marvin's Cookout Playlist. Thanks for voting. My plan from Verizon. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would have loved to have seen James Brown back in the 60s, just tearing it up in a small place. Marvin's cookout playlist. Would this be on the cookout playlist if I come over at Grandma's house? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. That was in her heyday. Okay. That was in her prime. Or she says, I don't have a prime. (laughs) Uh, Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more. MBUSA.com. During the commercial break, I uh, went out and used a leaf blower. I'm cleaning off the uh, Traeger hood. <laughs> Man, there is something to be said for a great leaf blower. It's pretty satisfying. It is. Yeah. Like cleaning a pool or using a leaf blower. You start with a mess, you clean it up, you've accomplished something. It did, it did remind me of you back in the day when we were in the attic, you going out in the breaks and skimming your pool. I did. While Paul would be like, Dad, we're back in five seconds! <laughs> and you're skimming your pool, getting that last leaf out. I know, I know. I get obsessed with that. As you might have guessed, I have uh, OCD. <laughs> yes, Paul? If you've ever used a power washer on like a deck and it's all mossy, mm. and you start going back and forth with the power washer and it just comes off, it's just, it's addicting. Yep. You get to you get to make something. You, you know, it's like that's a mess. Now it's clean. Return it's, it to its former glory. It's cathartic. So I I use the leaf blower and I'm looking out at the Traeger hood here and it is spectacular, spectacular. Todd, how's morale? You seem a little down in the dumps. I'm doing okay. You got me worried. You got me worried about my car. And how many we tried to get you worried yesterday me. to go get a detail. Yeah, I, I did the car wash yesterday. Today is the detail. Please. Okay. This guy has attention to detail. See what I did with that. Bloop, bloop, Darren Ravel, Action Network business reporter, memorabilia collector, and he joins us on the program. Just saw where ESPN is saying Michael Jordan selling the team, the Charlotte Hornets. What uh, What do you think Mike's going to walk away? Why do you think he's selling? Just a great time, right? When he first bought the Hornets, Dan, um, he, I think he put down uh, like less than 10% because he was Michael Jordan, which is what he should have done. I mean, that's what, that's what you do. Um, and, uh, and then over time, he got to 80, 90%. 
And uh, then he sold off to, to Gabe Plotkin a little bit of it. And Gabe's one of the guys who's buying it today. Uh, an unbelievable job in terms of like, there's been things that Michael Jordan where he's made some mistakes, probably that he didn't get an actual piece of Nike might be his biggest mistake, right? Like <laughs> instead of getting just royalties. He did pretty um, well though, Darren. Yeah. He made more than a billion dollars on Nike, but still, but still you always got to try to, uh, how could Is you this do perpetuity for Michael after Michael passes away where his kids, grandkids? Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, he's he's making money on the Air Jordan brand forever. OK, um, but with this Hornets thing and maybe you'll disagree with me here. I don't think his legacy is tarnished by the fact that the Hornets stunk throughout his tenure. Um, I I think because there's such a disparity between being the greatest basketball player of all time. I always tell people just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're a great manager or coach, or in this case, a great, great owner. And sometimes you, 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 he could control what he did on the floor. He can't control this. He can't make the Charlotte Hornets better by just willing them. It's got to be decisions that he's made. And he's made some of the worst draft picks in recent basketball history, Darren. Yeah, and I, I would I would say his time with the Washington Wizards, Dan, probably tarnished his legacy more than anything that he did as a Hornets owner. So again, I you know I I think the fact that he's going to come away with uh, we're talking probably total eight hundred fifty to nine hundred million dollars net here. Um, I think it's a it's a good move and didn't really kill him too much as far as his name goes. Is Jordan a memorabilia business onto himself? For sure. Um, although obviously there's intricacies on what's big, what's not. You know, his 1986 Fleer rookie card in a PSA 10, so that's the highest graded. There's 323 of those. Um, and they're now about 180,000 apiece. During the pandemic, it went as high as 786,000. Um, you know, but there are what pieces are you buying? And I think I always say when there's real one off pieces, when they're when it's one of one. That's really where you're in good shape. And, you know, these these flu game shoes that just sold again for the second time. So they first sold in 2013 straight from the ball boy, uh, Preston Truman, for $105,000. And then they just sold for $1.38 million. And I think the reason for that over time, since this is not just inflation, is, you know, you just look at there. it's one of one. It's Jordan's most iconic game and to own a piece of that that's authenticated, that's real. Um, I think the game use stuff, the good game use stuff, um, particularly for the past when they didn't wear four to five jerseys and eight to ten shoes. <laughs> but is anybody uh, anybody close to Jordan in in any other sport? Uh I mean Gretzky's jersey from his last um, you know, game with the Rangers, his last NHL game just sold for about 750000 I think Jordan's kind of on his own, although, like, you know, I collect tickets, and the, the, the bigger ticket than Jordan's debut is Jackie Robinson's debut. There's fewer of them, obviously. It's from 1947. But as a whole, I think Do you Jordan have one of those, Darren? Alone. Jackie Robinson debut tickets? I do not. Uh, I had a chance to buy one. Um I had to take. I would have had to take it off the back of something, and I was worried about uh, the the wear and tear on it. I probably shouldn't have. That was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but I do not have one of those. I do have. Uh, I do have Bobby Orr's flying goal ticket. Uh, there's only four of them. Nineteen seventy. Um, is is Jordan memorabilia a good investment? Or is it buying too high? I think it just depends. I just dep- think it depends on, on what it is, right? Like, so, you know, at the high end, that 86 Jordan Fleer, like, I mean, that that went down. I think it depends on what you're buying. Each You can't just say, there was a, there was a tweet recently that I put out where Patrick Mahomes, one of his greatest cards, has declined since he won the, the, the two Super Bowls. And I think it's just based on, it's not just a factor. We're not just playing fantasy out here, right? There's a lot of factors behind this. How many were made? How many were kept? What, what's the condition of them? And I think, you know, you just have to, I, I like one of ones. I also like to go contrarian, Dan. So like I brought you. Okay. 
eight uncirculated, uncut dollar bills signed by Warren Buffett. You know, think that way. Okay. You know? Now you have um, LeBron James debut game ticket stubs signed by his mother. That 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 that's what that that's what actually sold last night. Uh, I bid on it. Um, I actually like that's just how you think in a contrarian way, Dan. Right? Like signed by his mother. When are you going to ever get his mother? You can get LeBron, but not his mother. And 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 from a storytelling standpoint, his mother as a single mother, and them going to three or four or five different places when he's growing up. Part of his story, his and, mom, and yeah. remarkably, right? LeBron James lived up to the hype. So I always like the the story you can tell. Let me show you one. And that here. sold for five thousand dollars yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's a good. That's I, for me. I think that's a good value. Let me okay. show you one. What else here. do you have here? Um, so it was recently the fiftieth anniversary of Secretariat winning the Belmont. Uh, so this is signed by. This is the program. Okay, okay. program is not rare. Not rare. This is signed by Ron Turcott, the jockey, of course. Yeah. But it's also signed by Secretary. Kenny. Oh no, Secretary. <laughs> no, <laughs> and there's a hoof print right yeah. here. Yeah. No. Um, it's also signed by Penny Tweedy. Now, the owner. What's interesting about this is that Penny Chenery is the name that people know her by. Right, that's her maiden name. She was married to Jack Tweedy while she was uh, while she was the owner of Secretariat, and they got divorced five months later. So, what does this prove? Wow. This shows that this was signed contemporaneously during the. So, this was signed before February seventy four. So, like you know, you think about these type of things, and I also think about when things look really cool. Like when you show it to someone and they say, wow, that's amazing. I think the greatest ticket ever made was Allen Iverson's debut. And it was actually Allen Iverson and Ray Allen in the same game, both their debuts. The reason why the ticket was incredible was because it was the opening of the core states center. So it was just the first game in the core state center. It wasn't because it was their debut. It just happens to be. And this is the ticket. You can see how big it is. Oh, wow. And it was, What's cool is you can see, like, you can see that rookie Allen right there. I mean, you can see three Jerry Stackhouses and uh, Clarence Weatherspoon, too, and a Derek <laughs> Holman. But, but, <laughs> but, but still, like, these are the cool things. Like, so when I tell people, what, when people say, what should I collect? I always say, collect something that will make people say, wow. We're talking to Darren Ravel, Action Network business reporter. I remember being in Craig Seger's bar in Atlanta. Seger had some uh, uh, – Dominique. Uh, no, no. He had George Brett's jockstrap. He had Morgana's bra. And he, oh, I love Morgana. That's a good play. And he had some uh, uh, cow pies from Secretariat. He had some uh, – <laughs> he had some poop from Secretariat. And he had it in a display window at his sports bar, Jocks and Jill's. So I don't, you don't you don't you don't forget that if it was just a Michael Jordan rookie, you know, <laughs> you, you might have forgotten it. But those are three items that oh, well, I have. A, I have a more, what's our but, Ryan Leaf jersey worth? The Colts jersey with Ryan's autograph on it. That, oh, that's a good one. I like that. The, the the draft pick that didn't happen. I didn't even know you had that. Yeah. Yeah. He wore it that's for a, a promo shoot. And then um, he ended up giving it to us. And so he signed his Colts jersey that he would have gotten at if they had not taken. I think, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's worth a solid $8,000. Wait, are you making me an offer? No. Uh, well, maybe after. No, I need more than that. No, you know what? I, I got so much stuff in here. I don't even know what's valuable. What's you your, should... what's your, oh, let me ask you this. What's your greatest piece? And what is your greatest regret of not taking something that someone offered to you? I saved everything. I, but I don't, I did, I never collected to collect. I collected because I, I just loved it. Um, but I, I don't have any regrets where I go, God, I should have. Because See, it's, it's interesting now that game used stuff is going crazy because so, so at the end of the month, Michael Jordan's dream team jacket, the famous one that had the Reebok logo on it that yeah. he covered mm -hmm. is up for sale. I think it's a five to $8 million jacket. 
That was given to Brian McIntyre. Hold on. Yeah, I know Brian worked at the NBA a long time. Five to eight million? Yes. Oh, boy. I asked Brian recently, I go, where was that? He's like, oh, it was just in my closet with all the other uh, you know, stuff. Uh, but but who would know, right? And and it's it's just come upon us where there was a Jordan jersey that sold for ten million and Brian saw that and you know, but Jordan just threw it to him. But you he, know, Darren and kept it. every time I did the Bulls winning the championship, I saw a transaction happen right in front of me. Every time Michael when he won a title and he came in to sit with me on Sports Center. He took his shoes off and handed them to the Chicago Bulls PR director. Tim Hallam. Yeah. Right in front of me, I saw that transaction where Mike autographed him and gave them to Tim. And Tim is actually auctioning them. I think it's Tim because there's there are signed uh, Jordans from every championship uh, that are uh, that's also up in Southern. Yeah, Beast. I saw it. So I don't know it's Tim, but I think it is Tim. Yeah, saw it right in front of me. Uh, I saw. Where, I saw where you bought uh, Ferris Bueller's vest from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I did the only one worn by Matthew Broderick. <laughs> how much? How much did it cost you? One hundred fifty-five thousand. <laughs> Can you Let wear tell it you socially? That- no, I will never put it on my body. Okay. That would be very disrespectful. Okay, all right. So, but, okay. but I will tell you, <laughs> so the philosophy behind this is as game use stuff is going crazy, if LeBron's Game 7 jersey from the 2013 NBA Finals goes for $3.7 million, what is Ferris's vest? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ferris's vest? See, I would I love mean, to have Indiana Jones's fedora. Yeah, that actually, there was actually one that sold. I don't know if it's one of one, but it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'd love to have that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. What's your wife say when you go, honey, look what I bought? I don't tell her. <laughs> Luckily, she doesn't watch the Dan Patrick uh, show. Well, she's uh, in the minority there because everybody, including everybody in Denver, <laughs> loves this show. Hey, great to talk to you as always. Uh, thanks for the uh, the insight. You got it. Take care, Dan. Darren Ravel, Action Network business reporter. I uh, see this charge here for one hundred and fifty-five thousand uh, dollars. Ferris Bueller's vest from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, is, uh, is that how much I paid for that? And then what do you? I got. It's weird. I have a man cave here. Uh, I don't know if everybody else. That, that you know collects. Do they have a man cave? Because I have so many jerseys here that are Reggie Miller signed, Barry Sanders, Dan Marino, uh, Brett Favre, uh, Jared Goff with a personal personalized letter there. I got LeBron All Star jersey, Kobe with a personalized message. I got Tiger Woods when he won Augusta signed uh, the uh, newspaper out of Augusta. We had Carson Palmer's. Heisman Trophy for a while. <laughs> that would have been nice to have kept that, but it's not mine. I didn't earn it. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of Sandler memorabilia, Tom Brady signed jersey. There's a lot of stuff in here. But the one that I think gets the most comment uh, comments is uh, Ryan Leaf's Colts jersey because people say he didn't play for the Colts. I go, no, if they drafted him, that was his jersey, and he autographed that, and then we framed it. Yes, Paul. Uh, you refer to Tim Hallam, the former yeah. Bulls equipment guy. He has uh, Jordan shoes. I think he's got six different pair yeah. from 92, 93, 96, 97, 98. Different pair, different years, all game-used NBA final shoes of Michael Jordan's. Uh, his they, they resurfaced from 2022. They had them stored away forever. And Sotheby's is launching a traveling exhibition in Dubai, then Hong Kong, of these shoes. Oh, boy. Just to see Jordan's shoes. Then that, That's go- like Van Gogh, that they have these exhibits around the world. you got Jordan's shoes that are going to be exhibited. Now, now the 1998, he just hit the shot, beat the Jazz. We're in Utah. And Mike came in, and he, Tim came in and said, give me your shoes. Michael took them off, autographed them, and I, I was there for that transaction. Remember that vividly. All right, let me take a break here. we got more phone calls coming up. Anybody want to play on Hard Knocks? Anybody? Any team want to? No, no. 
There's four teams in play. If I'm the uh, – well, who has say over this? The NFL, the commissioner? Can he just say, uh, guys, Jets, you're on hard knocks this year. We'll come back with that story after this. Todd had paint all over one side of his car, the tires and the wheel wells, and then uh, along the fender. And I'm thinking, and then Todd goes, well, maybe I should just get new tires. And I thought, well, if you need to, TireRack.com, they can send you tires, but that seems extreme. But if he needs tires, then I'll be able to help him. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell him what you drive, how you drive, and where you drive. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. You get a personalized tire recommendation. You'll get that in about two minutes or less. They uh, sell the full lineup of Han Cook tires ship fast and free mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas they have over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com slash dan you can see the Han Cook test results special offers they have that's tirerack.com slash dan and remember tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I know. Poor Marvin. Why haven't you played? Aren't you going to play? And I'll be like, he's only got five songs to play. They're like, Marvin, you got to play. There's no way you can go. But it's your playlist. Correct. Yeah. I took a couple of requests. Okay. But I just couldn't. Sly and James Brown had to be in there. Yeah. Sly and the Family Stone, they were way ahead of their time. Way ahead of their time. I feel like Prince and the Revolution was just kind of a, I, I think he was influenced. A derivative. Yeah. Black and white people, men and women in a band. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, if you see Questlove when he did the um, the Black Woodstock, the uh, performance in Central Park, and he did a documentary on it, and it's really it's wonderfully done, and and you get all these incredible performances, and they're talking to uh, one black guy, and he goes, Sly and the family, Sly Stone came on stage, and we're like. He got a white drummer. <laughs> he got a white bass player. Wait, what's going on here? Yeah, Marv. Yeah, Questlove is doing the Sly Stone documentary. It should be coming out, they said, 2024. I look forward to that. Uh, Ricky Fowler shot an 8-under-62. And, and, you know, Ricky hasn't won a major, and he has been trending. But prior to that, he'd had a couple years where he hadn't really done much. Xander Shoffley, then he comes up with an 8-under-62. And so here, Ricky has this moment for about 30 minutes, and then Xander Shoffley shoots the uh, same 8-under-62. They can change it up with the pin placement today, also the tee boxes, but I don't know if Ego enters into this picture with the USGA. Do they go, okay. Or does LA Country Club, maybe the higher-ups, like, hey, you're making our course look like a mockery. That's a, it's a great course, and it's a great challenge. Yes, Seton. Why does it kind of feel like a loss for Ricky Fowler, though, that he did that yesterday? <laughs> well, like, I felt bad for him. Well, he had a half hour there, and that's more than he's had in a couple of years. You can't have an epic day and then a half hour later, oh, yeah, that guy had the same epic day. He Great. still gets to go home to that wife of his, though. So, I mean, wow. that's the Wanamaker trophy right there. He won that. Yes, sure. he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He won that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a, a major. HBO Hard Knocks. Okay. How much pressure can the NFL put on a team? You got four, and uh, I think they asked the Lions again, and the Lions are like, no, according to the Detroit Free Press. Yes, Paul? Yeah, the report said that the Lions passed to do it again. Um, yeah, there's some rules. If you have a first-year head coach in place, if they've had a playoff berth in the past two seasons, uh, you appeared on hard knocks the past two, 10 years, there's some rules that where you don't have to do it, especially yeah. if you're a new franchise. So four teams that the NFL can just tell them they're doing hard knocks. The New York Jets, Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, and Washington Commanders. Uh, a couple people, Robert Sala said just last week, I know there are several teams who would love to be on hard knocks. We're not one of them. <laughs> so. Two of their players tweeted out, we have no interest after in response on social media. But of those four teams, Jets, Bears, Saints, Commanders, it's clearly Jets from a storyline standpoint, yes. right? Yes. And do we, do we care about the Bears? They they have Justin Fields. That's it. Nobody cares. Locally, they would care, but nationally, hey, tune in to see Justin Fields. What? Ask if I can have some good offensive linemen and some wide receivers to throw to. What about the Saints? You know, Dennis Allen. Nobody cares. Uh, feels like uh, let's get an update on Michael Thomas. <laughs> I don't think that's a reason to do hard knocks. The Commanders. If Daniel Snyder was still there and, and they were transitioning from Daniel Snyder to the new ownership, then maybe. But, you know, you're looking for a, a storyline, Sam Howell. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Jacob in L.A. Hey, Jake, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan Ants. Happy Friday. Uh, happy Meet Friday. Uh, I had something that y'all talked about in the first hour, talking a little baseball show. Hey, Otani, I'm a big Dodgers fan, and I know Paulie mentioned uh, the Angels trying to swoop them uh, and getting a, a bunch of uh, resources from the Dodgers minors. I, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. I'd love to, to get Otani, but I'd like to pay him in free agency and keep uh, some of the resources there. Um, so I don't know, Dan, if you have any thoughts on that, and then maybe after that I would have a, a quick stat of the day for you. All right. Uh, why don't we do this? You know what? I, I, I'm going to have to uh, hold off on that, Jacob, because I got some news here, John Morant. I thought it was going to happen today. I thought it was going to happen later today. But Shams has some information on the number of games that John Morant is going to be suspended, Pauling? Correct. Okay. You guys want it? Want it? You want to guess? What was the over-under? We gave 30 and a half. I think we started at maybe 24 and a half. Yeah. And then we went up to 30 and a half. I think I had the under. Okay. Um, I think I had 30. The NBA is suspending Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant for 25 games, source to tell the Athletic okay. and Stadium, Sham Sharani. Okay. All right. 25 games. 
I think there has to be punishment, but there also has to be an awareness of what happens to John Morant when he's gone for 25 games. So that's 30% of the season, and how many total days is he going to be suspended for? When you talk about it's 25 games, well, is that two months? Now I have to be aware or at least have somebody aware of what's going on. And this isn't all in the NBA. It's the Memphis Grizzlies. But there's no further details from Shams. But uh, right now, uh, John Morant, 25-game suspension. Talk about this coming up next hour. Also, more on the Oakland A's. Commissioner, was he being honest where he said he gave Oakland all the opportunities here? But what he asked of Oakland, did he ask the same of Las Vegas? Final hour on the way. Meet Friday. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.